Hello, and welcome to Deep Lorable, a podcast where a couple of friends dredge the internet for the deepest lore. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And today's episode topic's an interesting one. Billy, if you would be so kind. So today in Deep Lorable, we're talking about an internet meme that I think has mostly died by this point. So we're a bit late on the draw there, but uh, we're talking about Florida Man. Oh, don't worry, Billy. The meme status may have died, but Florida Man lives strong. Or, well, I guess lives strong might be a strong way of putting it. The concept of Florida Man lives on. Can you give us a brief overview of, of Florida Man? The idea of the Florida Man meme, it started with someone posting on, I think it was Twitter, about a news, uh, like a news headline that said like Florida Man something. And that just kind of caused an upsurge in people posting stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the internet being the internet was just kind of like, ah, yes, we now have a new meme. The meme of Florida Man. Specifically, um, Florida Man is not a... I think he's been unofficially added as like a cryptid from Florida. Yeah. Fan the idea is it's Florida Man, it, like it's a it's a like newspaper headline, a, a journal headline, where it's Florida Man, and then insert the thing that the Florida Man did here, and it's usually quite zany, and also actual things that happened in Florida. Some of them range from oh, I can see that happening to why. Yeah, many of them are quite funny. Which, which I think is where at least part of the popularity of the Florida Man myth came mythos. Not mythos, because a lot of this stuff did happen. You do have to be careful, obviously, searching the web for, you know, any kind of topics or journalism, because you're going to get lies. One site in particular, actually, it might have been the Florida Man Twitter page, which there is a Florida Man Twitter page, and I don't know who runs it, but the person who runs it goes out of their way to find daily articles of things that Florida Man has has done that merit being posted on the site. We should, if I can interject for a second. Oh, please. When we say Florida man, we're not really specifically specifically talking about one person in particular. We're talking about mm -hmm. the news headlines that say Florida man. It could be a different man from the next one, but it still classifies as under Florida man. Right. And it almost always is a different man every time. Yeah. And also not always, uh, not always a, ma a man. <laughs> This topic, this topic posed some interesting challenges too. I don't know, Billy, if you you found different challenges than I did, but I, I think kind of a lot of what it boiled down to was, in comparison to the first topic, which was fairly broad, but it had like vampires have lore to them. It's it's a you have kind of a direction when you search for it. Yeah. Captain Crunch was a fairly narrow topic, and so a lot of the trouble that we had there was that we had a lot of overlapping research and finding things that were different from each other without actually meeting up beforehand and saying, hey, what'd you find on this? Because we, you know, we don't want to have that much overlap. Florida Man is a collection of stories, a shared... If the problem of Captain Crunch was that there was not a lot of information and we had too much overlapping, I feel like the opposite is true for Florida Man. Yeah. There's too much to talk about. And not all of it is is necessarily what I would call deplorable worthy. There's a lot of deplorable's kind of modus operandi is to find the most obscure and most hilarious stuff. And a lot of the things, a great deal of the Florida Man headlines, and by a great deal, I mean a majority of them, the vast overwhelming majority, 99% of Florida Man headlines are crimes. 
Yeah. And about half of the crimes are things that are, you know, this person got stabbed or this person has done something quite gross with things that they should not be doing, which aren't really, um, it's not really something that we aim to put in this kind of show. We, yeah, we try to keep this family friendly. Well, not only family friendly, but also kind of lighthearted. We're looking for funny things. We're looking for an alien race that is the uh, main, one of the main antagonists of a serial mascot. (laughs) who is a maritime commander that just that's really sort of you know that kind of anachronism and that kind of comedy that comes from that whereas this is a lot more well it's real uh billy would would you like to open with some headlines or would you like me to how many headlines do you have by the way i have written down one because i didn't i didn't want to get too many headlines all right i have written down seven all right (laughs) and i was worried i wouldn't have enough do you want to go first? I, well, I can I can give give uh, our our listeners a couple just some samples. All right, let's see. So here's one of the more recent ones, which gets a little bit into the the I it doesn't fully dive into because I didn't pick any headlines that fully dove into the stuff that we don't want to really focus on here. So you know how stores are a thing, right? I've been to a few, and you know how people sometimes rob those stores, <laughs> which is a crime. Well, this gentleman chose to do so dressed as Spider-Man, <laughs> which I find like what what was your plan? It reminds me flipping of the ep- it's it's the opening of Gosh Darn Homecoming. Homecoming. The the robber they're bank robbers at the opening of Homecoming of Spider-Man Homecoming, and they're dressed. They have like little cart. Yeah, they have ca- plastic plastic masks of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, this guy's running into a, a like a liquor store as Spider-Man. He stole. Think of it was like one hundred and fifty dollars worth of alcohol and like four hundred and twenty dollars worth of cigarettes. And it's like. It's gonna get crunk. Apparently, I he got caught. I have you know because you know there's a whole news article about it. But Spider Man, that's who you pick. If I was going to rob a store, I would definitely pick a villain's mask. It just seems to fit. I feel like if I were to, if I were to rob a store, I would go in like an awful Doc Ock costume or something. Mm, at least you know go out in style. So Kool Aid packets, right? Yeah. You know how they have little. Uh, scan codes on them, like barcodes. Yeah. There is another person. Florida man uses Kool-Aid packet to steal nearly $1,000. How? So he's at Walmart, right? Yeah. We're starting to caveat a lot in these episodes, but depending on the things we talk about, there are a lot of things we need to caveat. Disclaimer, do not do these things. Everything you hear you hear about here today, dear listeners, is a list of things you should not do. And we take no responsibility for anybody who decides to do foolish things once they hear about various crimes that were done. Because this was definitely a crime. This man was in Walmart, which of course, and he concealed the Kool-Aid packet in his hand. And so whenever he would go to scan out one of his items at the self-scan, he would scan the Kool-Aid packet instead. Yeah. And so every item he rang up, rang up for about 24 cents. That's gotta be something they had, as soon as they caught on, they found a way to fix. I mean, I think the only fix is just to pay attention. The the way that the, the way scanners work is they scan the barcode and then when you are leaving the store, those things in front, like in front of the door, if they scan a code that hasn't been bought, they go off. Have you ever, um, no, you worked at, you worked at like Myers for a bit. Yeah, right? I worked at Myers. Yeah, you know, you know, on the like on the electronics and stuff uh, on the electronics, the little those little raised uh, stick things that get attached to the side. 
Yeah. So those are what the the sensors in the those pillars, those arches, pick up. Are those little sticks on magic cards? Because we, me and Connor were at Meyer oh, one. Shoot, you're right. They do. I I remember that. I, well, I yeah. We were at Walmart and went, Connor went to buy magic cards and they went off. And he had to explain to the greeter that he just bought mm-hmm. them. Right. And huh. I have to imagine because they have, I know they have a problem with people stealing magic cards because they're really easy to steal and they're also, they have a potentially high value. So it's, yeah. they're one of the items that rather than pay five bucks, you'll slip a pack into your pants pocket and no one's the wiser because you know like i said they're super easy to conceal after that happened the one day i every time i go to buy magic cards now i'm constantly paranoid oh yeah no absolutely uh same that is that is definitely paranoia causing just as i'm going through it please don't go off please don't go off please don't go off. thank god <laughs> you you bring up that's that's a very fair point and now that i think about it so usually those those little sticks that i was talking about which are i am right but i think i'm also wrong regarding those but those are often on high value items because those items are worth a lot and you want the thing to go off the thing yeah so either way, that would still track because you ha- you would be scanning the Kool-Aid packet and not the items. I feel like that was a while ago and they've done something to maybe allow that to not happen. Yeah, maybe they have. It's also Walmart. It's also Walmart. It. It's also Walmart. We're not sponsored by Walmart. Walmart could be different in Florida. We live in Michigan. It's Yeah, we're, we're, we're up in the north a wee bit. Not a, li- not a lot of people steal big things here which is why they have the little things in magic cards that being said detroit you can't have anything oh, yeah. there well uh, people still people still steal big things here it's just oh gosh you know living here in michigan it's it's interesting i so i've lived here my whole life i don't know about you billy have you did you move around much i lived here my entire life that i can remember because we don't have that perspective of crime outside of our state. We've got kind of an, obviously we've got an idea of what goes on in here. Um, everybody, you know, likes to point to downtown Detroit, which yeah. is its own kettle of beans. Downtown Detroit is not great, but also not as bad as people want to make it out to be. It depends on the area you're in, being someone who lives very close to it's gonna say, I downtown think, Detroit. I think I've only stopped in Detroit like a handful of times, and it's been yeah eh. but a lot of that comes from the because there's that stigma that detroit is run down and there's there's a high crime rate and stuff the funding and things that go into it tend to it tends to be underfunded in in the areas where it really needs it and then which that perpetuates it being kind of run down and it's like people don't use the money for the areas that they need to be used for because oh well it's run down anyway there's no point in fixing it up it just kind of snowballs but it's interesting kind of thinking about the different crime profiles because you think about something like la yeah totally different thumbprint of criminals than here in michigan in la that's where you get more of the heists not just heists but like crime like drug kingpins and things yeah like actual it's not then that and that's not to say there's no drugs here in michigan there's plenty of i'm sure i knew like narcotics and stuff i knew so many pot dealers in high school well yeah but like even that that's a elite it was at at the point at that point illegal but it's also like we're talking about like marijuana with that whereas in in LA, you're talking more about, you know, heroin, speed. Everything. Yeah. But the harder, it generally seems to be the harder and higher paying, like the higher output stuff. Speaking of higher output stuff, I'm going to get Uh-oh. us back yeah. on track a bit here. So I had a, I grabbed a, I grabbed a tweet 
the one the one headline that I have I grabbed from the Florida Man Twitter only because I found it very hilarious. Florida Man steals thirty three thousand worth of rare coins, cashes them into, into a coin star for twenty nine thirty. Oh no! <laughs> Why did you steal the coins? <laughs> I read that. Did and I'm, you steal? Did you? <laughs> I read that. and I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Right, you know, stole that. All right, cashes them in for twenty nine dollars and thirty cents. Did you steal the coins thinking it was just a lot of coins and that's why you stole them? I, I have to imagine if you stole a large quantity of coins like that, you knew their their value. Did you think the coin star machine was going to know that? Was was going to deduce that they were anything other than coins? Oh no. I, I don't know, but I I just found it humorous that the first thing he did upon stealing rare coins is go to a coin star machine. Oh man. I've had to deal with those things before and just no. <laughs> I, I oh gosh, I have to imagine having done even the very limited amount of retail work that I've done. The thought going through this man's head was, "Oh yeah, these coins are worth 30,000. That's you get that from the coin star. That's what the coin star is for." Which is not. I don't yeah, I don't think coin stars are really equipped for that. <laughs> no. Coin stars are barely equipped to handle normal currency. <laughs> they just sort out like foreign currency from real currency not real i'm sorry wow that was a that's a, that was that's, a that's a hot united thing. states thing to say foreign currency from what's the word for not foreign domestic currency coin stars are barely equipped to sort foreign currency out from domestic currency currency and give your money's worth so to speak you hear about the pancake man I have not heard about the Pancake Man. Okay. It's another Florida Man headline, which this one is definitely one of the better ones. This man was arrested for eating pancakes in the middle of the road. <laughs> and you might ask yourself, what, what was this man arrested for? It's because he was eating pancakes in the middle of yeah, the road. I can see why he got he got arrested because he was disturbing traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, why pancakes in the middle of the road? <laughs> I saw the picture, too. This dude had, like, a card table folded out <laughs> and just a, a stack of flapjacks. <laughs> that was that was a thought-out crime. It was... I, I don't think... I, I have to believe he didn't think of it as a crime because he's just eating pancakes. I thought... I, I would have think that it started out as a dare. Like, I, I dare you to eat a bunch of flapjacks in the middle of the street. And fl the Florida man went... Bet, and then did it. The mind of the Florida man, the mind of these people in these headlines, I should say, because I don't want to cast aspersions on all of any people, but the mind of these people in these headlines is an enigma, and I have no idea. Here is one that takes the onus off of the Florida man a little bit, because it was not the Florida man that was doing just the strangest wild thing. This headline reads, Florida man arrested for donut glaze, which the police mistook for meth. <laughs> he was pulled over just for a minor, like, traffic infraction where he just, like, yeah. didn't stop for a yellow light or whatever. Slow down. Yeah, failed to slow down. Then he got arrested because the police found small, uh, white, like, rocks <laughs> at the, at the, uh, where your feet go in the car. Yeah. That they thought was meth. And I think the wildest thing was he did, he was eventually, uh, released and it was determined that it was, in fact, just donut glaze. But I think the wildest thing is that they tested this glaze twice because the first time it came back positive <laughs> for meth. Huh. So 
there's, I think, an underlying mystery here as to why that donut glaze came back positive for meth the first time around. Obviously, there was not enough to hold this man. And I'm willing to, I'm absolutely willing to believe that it was just, you know, an error in, in testing. But what if? Meth conspiracy. The donut shop. It's a donut shop. It's also a meth shop. They make meth there. I have never done drugs. I have no idea how you make meth, but I assume it's like making donuts. I th- I think it's basically just, I have seen clips of Breaking Bad and I know what it's, what the show is like. As far as I'm aware, it's just, it's just combining two chemicals. Forgot the word for a second. Is that meth in Breaking Bad? Yeah, they made crystal meth. Oh boy. I thought that stuff was like blue. Crystal meth comes out blue. That's what it looks like? All right. Well, now I have a third question. <laughs> I, have an, I have a new question, police officers. Well, like crystal meth is blue. Refined meth is white. So there's- Okay. All right. Cr- I could be wrong there. I'm not when an expert on drugs. you become so wise in the ways of meth? Never. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it just gotta happen. Plead the, plead the, the fifth? No. Which one? I, I can never remember. I plead not guilty. <laughs> plead not guilty. All right. I've got a very funny one. Okay. Well, I think it's funny. No, help me hear it. Hit me. So, in, uh, in April 2019, a Florida man was filmed brawling outside a bar after coming to the defense of the woman in an Easter Bunny costume. Uh, excuse me? The Florida man who came to the defense of a woman was wearing an Easter Bunny costume. And got into a fist fight. It was an Easter Bunny costume. It was April 2019, you said. So it probably was. Yeah, I I didn't find win. I don't know. I didn't find a I didn't find a picture. I didn't find the results of the brawl. I just Easter Bunny costume brawl. I don't know how I would feel about that in that situation. Because if you win, that's got to be a bad look, right? If you beat the Easter Bunny who came to the defense of of someone who is being harassed. Not only are you a villain for harassing a female, but you're also a villain because you just beat up the Easter Bunny. Right. And if you lose to a man in a bunny suit... (laughs) You're the guy who lost to a man in the bunny suit. I I think you've... Like, once the man in the bunny suit steps into the ring, I think you've just lost. I was going to say, I think it's a lose-lose scenario. (laughs) This is is a lose-lose situation now because you're either a monster or you're the man who got beat by... (laughs) The Easter Bunny. I don't know how to deal with that. If someone came to my defense in a rabbit costume, I would be immensely confused. Yeah, I think I'd be just as nervous as I was before <laughs> I had anybody backing me up. I guess I guess in that situation, I would want the man in the Easter Bunny costume on my side if yeah. I had to choose. It, like, even setting aside that I'm being attacked by presumably a stranger, I don't think I'd want to go toe-to-toe with a man in e- who's crazy enough to attack somebody in an Easter Bunny costume. I was going to say, if he's wearing that costume and is still ready to throw down, then he really shouldn't be messed with. So this one's straight out of Dukes of Hazard, right? All right. In 2017, we get the wonderful headline, Florida man attempts to jump his car over 20-foot canal. <laughs> now, I, I looked into this one. There was no ramp. <laughs> Hold on. There was no ramp. This was not a uh, drawbridge situation where I- I'm sure everybody's seen at some point the videos of someone who's either been insane enough to run up and ac- over those, I guess not drawbridge, you know, those like larger bridges that uh, open in the middle. Yeah, I think technically those are called drawbridges. I think they're just a variation of them. Are they? That would make sense. I'm not an expert on bridges. Apparently I'm an expert on meth though. I, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, by the time we get a good number of episodes going on this, 
this, we're going to be an expert in a lot of things that are unexpected. But reports, reports say that this man drove his car up to the edge of the canal, stepped out, took a look over the canal, just like examining the terrain, got back into his car, backed his car up a little bit and tried to run it. Just tried to jump it. What was, what was going through his head? He was fine. They, his car was totaled. I, I'm surprised he's not totaled. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I don't know how to, why? <laughs> I, you know, I think, like I said, maybe he's been walk, watching too much Dukes of Hazard, and he's just decided, I'm gonna jump it. Or maybe he's like me in every video game that I play where I am horrible with directions. So the easiest way for me to get from point A to point B is a straight line, as straight a line as I can manage. And if I have to jump up the side of a mountain or find a way to rappel down a sheer rock face, I will do it because it's easier than going around. I have played ESO enough times with you that I look at the map and I see the crown in the middle of a mountain and I'm just like, Mike's just making their way. I can't find my way around the mountain. I'm just going to have to go over it. It's it's terrible in buildings too in these video games because uh like you know in um you know in Fallout 4 near to the beginning of the game where you find uh Preston Garvey. Yeah. I can never figure out how to get down from that building, from like the balcony or from the top of the building. Now fortunately from the top of the building you get that suit of armor so you can just jump it. Oh yeah. But I always jump it no matter the situation. Because I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how to get out of that building. I can't find the stairs, so I just jump the balcony. Hey, if it if it works, it works. It does work, but it leads to mom- leads to moments in real life where I'm looking over the over this balcony, thinking, "Man, I really don't know how to find the stairs from here." What if I just jump it? And there's always that there's always that moment where I'm staring, I'm looking over. If you ever see me like trying, if you ever tell me to go somewhere in a building and I kind of look over the balcony, that is the math that I'm running in my head of. <laughs> Can I can I make this jump safely or is this a bad idea? I haven't actually I think I have jumped a balcony at least once. It was a safe balcony. <laughs> but I am always running that math in my head like mm, I could go find stairs, but I don't know where they are and all I have to do is jump this and I could get there. I am also the person who sometimes runs as opposed to walking because walking is too slow. So there's that. So, looping back around to our topic, I have a story about a Florida man and his car. Ooh, okay. I'm in. So, in September of 2019, one Florida man came up with a genius way of protecting his smart car from Hurricane Dorian. He decided to park it in his kitchen. (laughs) Sorry, one more time? Uh, One Florida man decided to park his smart car in his kitchen to protect it from Hurricane Dorian, or Duran. Do we have pictures of this? We could try and find some. I I just need to know how he got it in there. Well, I'm willing to believe that the little smart car would fit in the kitchen. The problem is the door. I have quotes from his wife. Uh-oh. Because he has I, a wife. Because I looked into this. Had a wife. I'm assuming after parking the car in the kitchen, his wife made some very serious contemplations of her life choices. She she said that there was no way he could. He said he could. And I quote, she says, So he opened the double jo- doors and had it in. I was amazed that it could fit. He had it in with no problems. <laughs> with no problems. He, I guess, opened some double doors and just drove it oh, in. shoot. It's Florida. They've got those... They've yeah, got those... Uh, sliding doors. Those those deck doors or whatever they're called. Sliding The sliding glass doors. Wow. I don't have the words. <laughs> It's 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 one of those ideas that's so stupid and yet it just might work. 
And I yeah. bet you it did. <laughs> I found a picture. Oh, you found a picture of it? I found a picture. Oh, no. I mean, it, it looks... doesn't work well for our podcast, but I do need to see it. Please post it. It looks it looks even better than I thought. It also looks like this could be something he just does most of the time. Are you are you able to are you able to post it in the in the chat? I'm I got to find it. There it is. Holy cow. She wasn't kidding. No problems. Like that's not even I, it just it just fits. There's it does. It fits so wet. Like there's walking space around it. I, Those cars are tiny. I'm just <laughs> I'm lost for words. How did he It's like he took a rule he took like a tape measure out to his car, measured it and was like, "Yeah, I can fit through the doors." Oh, I can guarantee you that's how that went down. I just like I expected I expected this picture to show up and it was there are about 3 inches uh on all sides of the vehicle but no you could you could still get out those doors that it came in through those cars are children's cars it, they're very tiny <laughs> I you know I used to hear I used to hear uh jokes about those cars running out of gas they're, it's not a problem you just pick them up and carry them to the gas station but <laughs> you know at this point <laughs> All right, all right. I've got another car one. All right. <laughs> so this this man got his car impounded. In I I don't know the circumstances which led to his car getting impounded, but in his frustration with the impound lot, he elected to firebomb the impound. Oh, lot. I've seen I see that I saw that headline. Now that I'm uh huh yeah with with some makeshift Molotovs, and he firebombed specifically his own car. <laughs> yeah. I do not know if it was intentionally that he hit his own car, and but they got the fire out very quickly, and the only car that was damaged was his car. <laughs> not only that, but I dug into this a little bit, and according to the person who runs the impound lot, the man had already gone through the steps to get his car back. That, wait. And if he had waited like another 20 minutes... The paper, the paperwork would have been finished up, and he would have been able to drive away with his car. Like he, it's a classic case of you almost had it, you came so close, but now, but you know, now he's he's firebombed an impound lot, and that is a crime. Got arrested again. Yeah, I don't know what crime I would like call that, other than I guess arson, arson, arson vandalism, vandalism. It's not even like second second degree arson or anything it is this guy had firebombs and everything and only his car was the it makes sense that the the last two that i had this one and the last one that i have are fire themed for various <laughs> reasons but do you have you have any others billy before I, I go on to the last one um so i have a a bit of a fun fact which okay right now is two for two when it comes to these types of fun facts in March of 2015, I guess a Tampa-based craft brewing company launched okay. a launched a beer named Florida Man Double IPA as okay. a as a tribute to the Florida Man meme. Huh? You know, I guess did you did you find when this was when this was released? I think you said March 10th, 2015. 2015. Okay. So if I remember correctly, that's that's within a couple of years of the Florida man meme gaining popularity. I think it was 2013 when yeah. it really started getting getting rolling. So I guess you know if you've got a if you've got something cash in on it, right? Yeah. However, I'm I'm concerned that this 
this uh, Florida man-themed alcohol may have inspired more Florida man-themed incidents. It might have. <laughs> I also have another miniature fact. Okay. Which I'm calling this a mini fact because it's not. We're gonna we're gonna get you your own your own uh, podcast within a podcast. Mini Billy's miniature fact corner. Blue oyster boy. Blue oyster cult. If I can English. Oh. Made a song titled Florida Man in honor of the meme. In honor of the man, the myth, the legend. I have heard some of this song. It's actually not bad. It's um, not a bad I mean, song. <laughs> it It's a little bad because of the nature of its content, but it, it's done in the style of the old, like the old folk songs. Something kind of like Big John or Boy Named Sue. Yeah. I don't think it's exactly what I would call country, but it's in that same kind of idea of a song that is tells the story of of a man, of a legend. So shout out to Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, shout they out to not, them. They did not sponsor this episode. We don't get we don't get episode we don't get we don't get sponsorships because we we air out all the all the deep lore. No one would want us to actually make an episode about their their product. Looking at you, Captain Crunch. Or should I say Commander Crunch? I mean, people sponsor Austin, the guy who does uh, the Science Of videos. That's true. And he just tears their games apart, so. Tears into the science of them, yeah. All right, Billy. I got I got one more. And if, if you don't have anything after that, we will be we will be into, an, I think for once, an actual debate on what the deepest lore is here today. You've, you've heard of the expression, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yes. I can see where this is going. Uh-huh. So in 2017, a Florida man lawyer... <laughs> Defending an arsonist accidentally lights his pants on fire <laughs> in the middle of the court case. <laughs> That's very unfortunate. I'm sorry for laughing, but uh huh. Oh, it's it's all right. We can laugh because he wasn't hurt. It was it didn't get far enough that anything terrible happened. He blames it on a faulty e-cigarette battery. <laughs> I just the irony in that situation cannot possibly like you can't write this. If this was in a book, someone would say, oh, that's the fakest thing. But that really did happen in the real world. A lawyer defending an arsonist accidentally lights his own pants on fire while making a case for spontaneous combustion in defense of the arsonist. That's how do you how do you react to that as the judge? Well, there was an investigation to make sure that the lawyer did not do it on purpose, because if he had, he would have been held in contempt of court. Basically. Yeah. Because you can't do that. You you cannot manufacture an accident in the middle of a court case to prove your point. But anyway, that that I think that and the fire and the man who acts who acts accidentally or possibly intentionally firebombed his own car. Those are kind of the two best ones that I, I had. That being said, I still can't get over the car parked in the kitchen. I I love the car parked in the kitchen. <laughs> because the car parked in the kitchen, it really speaks to the spirit of Florida Man, of the Florida Man incidences, because it was not done with the express intent of causing harm to anybody. It was just a really crazy out there idea, a kind of a hold my beer moment that was intended to be helpful. It just so happened that's like well, the only incident where it worked. If I recall correctly, near the end of that article, it mentions that after the dust had settled and the hurricane had been done with, they went back to their house and the car was still in the kitchen, safe and sound. Yeah. I, I do I do absolutely see where they were coming from wanting to get the that little car out of the high winds, though, because that would have just been yeah, that, blown halfway it across the lawn. It would have probably been in a neighbor's lawn, destroyed mm -hmm. a mailbox, or been in someone's house. 
It's like that. It's like that little video clip of uh, there was a, a high winds advisory in an area. I don't know if it was a tur- her. I do not know if it was a tornado or a hurricane, and I also do not know where precisely it was. It was just a picture of someone's back lawn, and there the trampoline got caught. Oh in the yeah, wind it just and just lifted off the ground and flew away. It reminds me of that moment. I'm just picturing this car. Oh, now I'm reminded of that vine. Are those helium balloons? We're flying away. I've remembered one more, Billy. And actually, you I think you probably know about this one. You remember the guy who was charged with uh who was charged with assault with a deadly weapon after he threw a crocodile through the window of a Wendy's drive-thru? I think I saw that mm-hmm. headline. Yeah. But I don't recall it. This is this is another Florida man one where um this man was at a Wendy's drive-thru and flung a little gator through the window. It wasn't like little as in the size of a keyboard, it was little as in like roughly probably three feet, two feet, two and a half feet long. So it was a sm- it was a small, small gator. A gator that's, you know, half the size of me. Small enough that you could throw it. Like we're yeah. probably thinking maybe two baseball bats wide. I can wish I guess would be about half the size of you. You're relatively small. I'm five four, so Yeah. That's that's a that's a day as a drive through employee. It would have made made it better if he screamed something like Pokemon Go. Gator, I choose you. Gator, I choose you. But yeah, being it's like looking at that from the perspective of the person in the drive-through, just doing your business, and then all of a sudden an alligator comes flying through. It's coming through the window. I I'd probably throw my hands up and go, nope, and just leave. Like tell my boss, Not hey, come back. hey, there's an, there's an alligator in the store. Probably should do something about that. <laughs> hey, someone threw a gator at me. I'm done. See ya. <laughs> I'm going home for the day. That's that's mentally scarring. All right, Billy. What is the moral of this this story? What is the deepest lore that we found here? Because kind of like what we were talking about beforehand, it, it's pretty. There, there's not really like a direction to it. It is it is a variety of hilarious and slightly damaging headlines. I feel like the moral the moral of today's episode is don't break laws. <laughs> don't break laws. And the deep lore is probably the man who firebombed his own car. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Why why would you do that? Was it intentional? Was it an accident? You you've almost got you almost got it. Just wait a little bit. I imagine that they told him like, "Hey, just hang out here for 30 minutes while the paperwork processes." Mhm. So, you know, just vibe. But then why did he go and throw the firebomb at it? Uh, yeah. Why not just Where did he get the firebomb? <laughs> did he just <laughs> he have it? have a car. Did he just have it with him? Which raises even more questions. I, I I still think that uh, parking your car in the kitchen to save it from the hurricane is a strong contender for the deepest lore here. Yeah. For, for a couple of reasons. One, kind of the main one, a lot of the Florida man lore and the, and the Florida man uh, headlines, the things that go more wrong tend to get the more, get more notice. Yeah. Or go more viral. So I feel like between the... F- man who firebombed his own car and the man who parked a car in his kitchen i feel like the kitchen incident is going to be more obscure although i do think it is a solid argument to be made about which one is more hilarious yeah i think i think the car in the kitchen is the deepest lore because the amount of space left in that kitchen was so much he's even got like a bar in there he does. He's got like the little, the classic like kitchen island situation. Oh, goodness and me. Room is, it's still got room for the whole squad to sit, even with the car in there by the looks of it. It's essentially the size of like a small dining table. This yeah. car. Those things are so tiny. I think, 
He's got a rug. He's, I think he's got a rug underneath the tires. It looks like it. Yeah, probably, probably to keep it from making skid marks on the uh, wood uh, wood flooring. Oh no, the poor wood. The poor yeah, wood the flooring. wood. The wood floor. It, mm, backing that up though is going to be exciting. Interesting. <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Go to your left a smidge, but don't go too far because you'll just take out the entire wall. It's funny at first. Now it's starting to give me a little bit of anxiety looking at that car yeah. in there. Just, just like, mm, how are you getting that out? Very carefully. You're gonna, you're gonna get like four people, four large, strong individuals, and you're just gonna lift it, carry it out. <laughs> just carry it. Out. Don't, don't drive it out. You could just carry it out. It's definitely, definitely small enough. You could do that. You could uh, open the doors and just push it out slowly. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a way better idea than my dumb thing. What was I thinking? You can just put in neutral. I forgot cars have neutral briefly. I'm not a car. I'm not a car person. I'm also not proficient in cars. That's all for this episode. Yeah, I got I got nothing more. We spent we spent a good amount of time researching this topic. And like I said, this 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 topic had some challenges from from the last two. I think that's going to be a, a running theme. I think every topic is going to kind of provide its own own unique challenges. Do we have an idea in mind of what we want to do for episode four? Kind of kind of learning from our, our last two episodes. Me... We do still have Kool-Aid Man, the Kool-Aid Man on here. I feel like that might go the way of Captain Crunch. It probably will go the way of Captain Crunch. Which Captain Crunch kind of worked out, so we may we may consider... We may still consider that. Uh, let's see. What else? What else do we have on our on our little list here? We have the Blue Man Group as a potential candidate for topics. Mm. Colonel Sanders, wine, and shapeshifters, and then obviously there's room for any more topics. Maybe we do the Blue Man Group next. Ooh. See what we can find on them. Yeah, the Blue Man Group. I feel like they're they're uh they're mysterious, right? Because they don't they don't talk. They don't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's more than just the four of them that we see. How many members are actually in the Blue Man Group? Maybe the Blue Man Group, because you know, with the with their with their costumes and just um, we should stop talking. We should do this for the next episode. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's some some thoughts and some lore to be had. In that case, thank you, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I, I hope you found this episode just as humorous and interesting as we did. Or at least as research. And we look forward to having you join us again for, for episode four on the Blue Man Group. I'm Michael Bastine. And I'm Billy Staples. And we will see you next time. Bye.